Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Project Sports. It's Conference Championship Week with the NFC and the AFC playoff games. Only four teams advance. You've got your Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and your Green Bay Packers. Now, reset, reload, make new picks. No needed. I guessed every game right this week coming into the final four after I reset and reloaded after the divisional rounds. Sorry, the wild card weekend. And I remade picks, and I correctly picked all the games. Now we have some big matchups this week, and we're going to dive into both of those and who is going to be in the Super Bowl. And then if we get that wrong, we'll come back and re-rack and reload. But let's talk about the first matchup I want to get into, the AFC where my Patriots belong in. They're going to be represented by the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's start here. More than anything, the Buffalo Bills definitely deserve to be in this spot, in this game, and the AFC to have a chance to make the Super Bowl. They've had a great season. They've been one of the best in the AFC, and they've really proven themselves. They did what most can't in a regular season matchup and neutralize the Baltimore Ravens in a very close 17-3 win. Kind of a boring game at most points, but comfortably moved into the AFC Championship game containing what there is in Lamar Jackson, who at this point is kind of becoming the same old, same old we get with these running quarterbacks when they can't rely on their arm to throw. And it kind of falls into the same place over and over. If you go up against a good defense that knows how to maintain running quarterbacks and eventually your blueprint, we find your cues when you're going to run, when you're not going to run, you get neutralized, and you only put up three points in a playoff game. This is normal. We've seen this over the course of history. We've seen this with Kaepernick, RG3, over and over again. And now with the same with Lamar Jackson, who had signs at some points in the past couple of years of maybe developing throws down the field, but he's kind of fallen off that. We'll see if he can battle back next year and beat up on some poor defenses with his running ability, But he has to learn how to throw in the pocket, or you will not last in this league. You need to be able to do both, which leads me to the other matchup in Patrick Mahomes, who is a great quarterback who can use his feet and sit in the pocket. Same with Aaron Rodgers, who's also in a conference championship game. Balance. Balance is always key. Just like with these four teams that are left, all of them are balanced with good offenses and good defenses, good quarterbacks, good playmakers. They all deserve to be here. There's no mistakes and no accidents in who made these final four spots. So first and foremost, I want to give all the credit in the world to the Buffalo Bills in making the conference championship and and putting a team together and coming up with a slogan in the Bills Mafia, and I want to congratulate them. But at the same time, I'm a Patriots fan, so obviously... Their success is not something I want to see, especially within the division, especially after giving up Tom Brady last year and kind of running him out of town. 
And Bill seems to be losing this fight. At the beginning of the year, in the very first episode, it was Bill Flexen. Brady, zero. Bill, zero. Well, right now, as it stands, it seems like Brady has got one point. This year and this time as it goes forward, Brady took a team that has the lowest winning percentage by any pro sports team across all four major sports among its franchise. The lowest winning percentage, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In one year, he has brought them to the conference championship and looking to make a Super Bowl. In just one year. The mistake is not that the Bill Belichick is automatically and quickly successful, is that there was no plan in place for when Tom Brady departed. We thought that plan was Stidham. We were told that plan was Stidham. Then they retracted, went out and got Cam on a good deal, and then things didn't really work to their favor with Cam. Cam had a bad season. Bill had a bad season. That's what it is. Those are the facts. Unproductive. You didn't make the playoffs. Brady did. This is inevitable. People are going to say this over and over again until both retire or one retires. They're going to compare Brady and Belichick. For all the people who are out there supporting the Patriots and supporting Bill Belichick by default, please don't do that. Be honest with your team. This is what I tell Cowboys fans all the time, so I can't be a hypocrite. Be honest with your team. Make noise when things are wrong. Look at your regime. Yes, 20 years of success. I understand. But it's time to readjust. Time to fine-tune. Time to find that next quarterback. Let your voice be heard. Be angry. Be upset with the way things are going. Brady's in a Super Bowl. You could have had him. All you had to do is work it out. And you might be in a conference championship again. You might not. You might have kept Brady and things wouldn't have worked out. Maybe Brady saw that, hey, I don't have enough time on the clock to wait around for the Patriots to rebuild. and I got to go somewhere else. Could be the case. Some people claim to know or think that they know exactly what happened. Some people say that there was a deal on the table and Brady didn't take it. Others say there was no deal on the table. I have no idea. But all I do know is that Brady is currently winning the debate. Brady turned a bad franchise into a good franchise overnight. And they're winning. A losing culture into a winning culture. Think about that. In a matter of months. I guess we can get into the Saints versus the Buccaneers game. At some points in the game, it seemed like the Saints had a handle on it. But you had this feeling as you were watching the game, at least from a Patriots fan perspective, is you've seen so many times before that the Buccaneers were in a good position just waiting for the Saints to fall on their face. And they did. Drew Brees also didn't seem like he was lighting the world on fire in that game. He seemed out of it. So Drew Brees only threw for 134 yards. He did have a touchdown, but he had three interceptions. He really looked like a shell of himself. And this is probably the end for Drew Brees. A great career. Probably should have won more. But the Buccaneers and Tom Brady ended his career. And it just doesn't sit well. Drew Brees was a really good quarterback, but there was in some big moments he just didn't he didn't show up. And this was one of them. But I think this time it's not really due to him maybe not showing up to a big matchup, but more of father time. 
and his arm didn't look as you know as sweet as nice. He's got the personnel. Michael Thomas is arguably top three wide receiver in the league, and some say the best in the league. Reliable and can stay on the field during the regular season? Maybe not, but he was in that game. I mean, you've got a great receiver, and you have other pieces around you. Kamara is amazing. There's no reason that you should be losing that game at home. None. And it was a classic Brady game where the defense did enough and they just waited and waited. And then Brady took took the game over and got some key key plays on defense. And there it was. The Buccaneers are going to the conference championship. The NFC championship. So I came across uh, some of these stats uh, on Instagram. And... One of them talks about the Cowboys and Tom Brady since 1997 in the NFC. And it says, Tom Brady won Dallas Cowboys zero. And years in the NFC, Tom Brady won Dallas Cowboys 24. Which is just a mind-blowing stat, but quite hilarious. I mean, it's a comedic play. But there are some other stats that they, they pointed out that were just amazing. And Tom Brady will now play in more conference championships than all but three teams since 1970. Unbelievable. Tom Brady has more playoff wins than all but five franchises. It's like he's his own franchise. He has 32 playoff wins, whereas the Dallas Cowboys have 35, the Steelers 36, Packers 36, and the New England Patriots 37. And it's it's unprecedented. I mean, teams are below him. Not players, teams also, Tom Brady joins Johnny Unitas as the only QB to start a conference championship in three different decades. Longevity is huge when you're making a name for yourself. Tom Brady has more conference championships, nine, than any other QB has starts, which is seven. He also has twice as many starts, 14, in the conference championships than any other QB. Just ridiculous stats. So this week in this upcoming matchup between the Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to be a great one. We are so very lucky to still be talking Brady and Rodgers and now playing in an NFC Championship matchup. On the other side of the table, we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Big implications, I think, for the Patriots of who makes this Super Bowl. The reason I say that is because if we end up with a Buffalo Bills versus Tom Brady matchup, I mean, that's going to be telling. From the Patriots' perspective, as fans, you're looking in going, really, guys, you gave up Tom Brady. You let him walk, or you didn't give him a deal. Whatever the scenario may be, though we probably won't know for years to come, and both sides will say something different. And then we'll look back and be like, the Buffalo Bills in your division took over, and they made the Super Bowl the next year. And you have no QB in place to replace Tom Brady. You tried to preach to us that Stidham was the man, and quickly, all of a sudden, he wasn't, and you brought Cam Newton in on a good deal, and then we're just going to pretend like Cam Newton was going to be the savior. I bought into it in the beginning of the season. Give him a chance. He was a good player in the past. He's got nothing left. His arm is a noodle. He can't make throws consistently. He runs. He's, he's, he's a running quarterback at the goal line. I heard it best from someone explaining this. Pretty much all of his touchdowns, though, he, he ran for a lot of touchdowns. It was great. 
you you really could have got a, a lot of running backs in the league to do what he did. So therefore, you had was it two or three throwing touchdowns all season? It was ridiculous. You're a quarterback. So you botched it. You botched the whole thing, the transition, the big transition out of Tom Brady. You could have had him. You could be in, a, in an AFC championship game right now, having another chance to go to the Super Bowl if you re-signed him. Maybe the offense wouldn't be good enough with the current wide receivers and tight end situation. Maybe not. But again, he is Tom Brady. I remember back to 2011 when he made the playoffs and won MVP and had a great season. I mean, that offense was terrible. We were all in shock when they actually made that Super Bowl, ended up losing to the Giants. That team was trash, and Brady still took them to the Super Bowl. You had a ton of players. What were they? Most of the league, it was like eight eight players opt out for because of COVID. And then you sat on it and made excuses about how your team this, your team that. You were the first team to really start to pop hot, lose Gilmore for a game, lose Cam Newton for a game. You were a mess this year. New England Patriots, you were a mess. And I am a huge fan. I'll always be a fan of the Patriots, but I'm going to call you out on things that you're not doing a good job at. The Buffalo Bills have a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady with the Buccaneers have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Here we are sitting at the conference title weekend. Patriots have been sitting at home a long time now. Well, we're going to transition out of this. I am going to quickly make my picks and let you know who I think, and then we're going to go into a little bit of... uh, the Premier League. Um, so final, my Super Bowl matchup, I'm going to give you two. One I would like to see, and then the one I think is going to happen. So I would like to see the Kansas City Chiefs play against Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, either one. As I like to see, sort of a passing of the torch, but then I have Brady win. You know, that's what I want. Or sort of this game where we can get these high-powered QBs in that are proven themselves. Not to say Josh Allen isn't. He had a very good year this year. And the Bills, if they make the Super Bowl, definitely deserve it. But what I think is probably most likely going to happen is that we're going to get a Kansas City Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl. That's If if I had to put money down, that's that's where I would go. The Packers have had you know, one of the best offenses all year. And... They're playing at their home field. They have a lot of advantages. They're a good team, and I think they're looking for some revenge. And usually when that happens, when the Buccaneers beat them earlier in their season, just like the Saints beat the Buccaneers twice, and they came back and played with some heart this week, and they beat the the Saints, I think the Packers may you know find that motivation to do it more. But if you get in, into a close game towards the end, uh, Brady and the Buccaneers will take it. There's no doubt in my mind if it gets close down to the wire. You'll see Rodgers fold and just succumb to what Brady does to a lot of other teams in the playoffs, and he's just a winner. But if the game is kept in his control, they score early, it's the Packers all the way. And they'll be playing the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So those are my two sort of alternate picks. I I would love to see the Bills. I don't think there's, there's not a... There's for me. There's not a a loser Super Bowl. Like oh, if these two teams make it or one of these teams make it, it will be a boring Super Bowl. Buffalo Bills make the Super Bowl. It will be a good matchup. All right. To wrap up this episode, we'll talk a little bit Premier League. On that side, the Manchester United they have taken the top of the table for the past week and a half or so, um, and Liverpool has dropped to number four. A lot has changed in in the last week. Anfield actually lost at home. Uh, in their last matchup for the first time in a very, very long time, in a couple of years. 
in the Premier League, and they lost to Burnley one nothing. Um, they they played good. They it was one of those games where Burnley took their advantage. They got their goal, and Liverpool just could not capitalize on anything as far as their their goals. And a couple of them were unlucky. They were close, but they dominated possession and all that just like normal. But they they dropped a game. And it's put three teams above them, and also they went head-to-head against uh, Manchester United, and they got a draw uh, last week. And Manchester United has taken the lead, and Man City's right behind them. They've only played uh, 18 games, and where United has played 19. So Man City this week, with their matchup, could take the lead and become uh, the number one spot here. And Leicester's also playing very well. They're right behind them with 38 points as well. They could also, with a victory, take one next week and if man city draws or loses lester could take the number one spot it all just depends tottenham right behind liverpool um in points they're just a point behind liverpool and they haven't played their matchup so liverpool honestly uh they're they're teetering on falling out even in the champions league right now because everton has got 32 points as well they need to be careful they've had the injury bug uh surrounding them so they got players that are new to the team as far as Diego Jota and uh, and they got Thiago as well. And when Aldum played in this game at Securi against Burnley, that was the midfield. And then you've got Fabinho and Henderson, who are not normally center backs, were playing center back for the club. It was a, a strange matchup and now something that typically used to. So things on the fly. But I mean, this has been their year since Van Dyke went out and Liverpool is struggling a bit here. And other teams are, are taking that advantage and and winning, and it, it seems like it's going to be a very close race for this title because there are a lot of teams that are good, and pretty much anything could happen. City seems to be playing, I would say, the best out of all the teams, and you, Manchester United also is playing well, but I would say the, the best team I see, uh, you know, from that visual standpoint of watching the teams play, as far as matchups go, too, City has usually dominated United. The only difference right now is Bruno Fernandes definitely has transformed this entire team, in my opinion. I don't care what anyone says. When Bruno Bruno Fernandez got here to United, um, they started winning. They started being more successful. Uh, Gunner seems like he has the whole roster under control now. He's he just Fernandez just seems like you know the spiritual leader. Everyone motivated. Everyone on the same page. Pogba's playing better. You know you got Rashford and and, and Greenwood coming off the bench. You got a great attack going. Your defense is playing well. Maguire's playing better. But City also is playing good, and they've seemed to find themselves. John Stones is back. He's making a big impact on defense and a couple of goals um, when he first just came on. But, yeah, this is all I got for this episode. Not too much, just a little prem and mostly playoffs. Thanks, guys, for listening to the show. And this will actually be my last episode recorded here in England. Uh, I will be moving within the next couple weeks or so. I'm definitely going to be doing a Super Bowl special. going to have some guests on. Got that planned out. It should be pretty awesome. Uh, Yeah, thanks for listening to the show, guys. Take care.